I had so much fear with a C-section and surgery just because it's surgery and it's scary and there's so many things that can happen. But I remember as soon as I heard him cry, it was just like my heart, uh, I just felt like I could breathe again. Oh, we are live. Oh, gosh. We've been live this whole time. We have been live. Okay. <laughs> What's Hello, up, everybody? everybody. Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Um, sorry for that awkward intro where we're just <laughs> sitting there silent for a minute. We have taken the last eight weeks off, pretty much. We and have. We've never been good at live streams, but here we are. Never. Give it another try. I don't think try. we've ever started a live stream properly. Are you blaming me? Because no. I'm, I'm the one that who's usually in charge. Okay. <laughs> So if you got beef, say something. Yeah. We're excited because we rarely get these chances to interact with you live. So we are going to be going through the comments. If you have any questions, anything you'd like us to talk about as we go through uh, the birth story. Yeah. We're going to try to get through a lot of stuff in the next hour because I feel like a lot of these topics we could talk about for an hour. So we're going to kind of skim through. But like Andrew said, we've taken the past eight weeks off. That was something that I demanded this time around because with Drew... We took two days off yep. before we started working again, and I was just a disaster. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. I We did that all wrong, and this time it's been a lot better. I've been able to kind of go through the transition process, the hormones, the postpartum, which is totally still a thing, but... I've gotten through a lot of the, like the really thick of it and I feel a little bit more human and able to work and take on more of this. Let me say this, babe. One, I'm extremely grateful to have you and your perspective. We are, we do an interesting thing where, you know, some of the most vulnerable times for us as a family are when people want us to create the most videos and, yeah. and, you know, put out the most amount of whatever. And so had it not been for your nudge <laughs> for us taking a break, I bet we would have gone pretty hard. So thank you. Yeah. For that. Second of all, you've done a fantastic job. Thank you. baby. Third of all, before we get into the narrative of the birth story, want to say welcome. Hello. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't, please subscribe to the show. And um, whether you're listening live right now, mm -hmm. if you are, hit the thumbs up or later, please give it a rating. Um, but let's just say hello to some people. So we got Rebecca Hoop. Uh, she says hello. Allie Lehman says hi, you too. We have Morgan Santiago. Yes. Nicole Mullaney. Um, Letitia. Letitia. What? It Letitia. Can be okay. Okay. And what we're going to do, Lexi, if you wouldn't mind going through, we have Lexi behind the camera, uh, who has also been integral for these past couple weeks. If you could go through uh, the comments and we're going to do Q&A at the end of the episode. Okay, the last 10 minutes. The last 10 minutes. And so hey, we got to jump in. We have a lot of stuff. To you're talk excited, about. I think. I just um, know we have a lot to talk about. Let's do it then. Okay. I'm waiting on you. Okay. So birth story. We covered a lot of it in our vlogs, but we wanted to go back and kind of walk you through it. Um, if you don't know, we just had our second kid. Jet James East. Um, we have Drew Hazel East, who is almost two. And we just had our little boy, which is crazy. He's huge. He is literally the Hulk man. Um, but leading up to, let's start with leading up to the birth. Yes. If you guys don't know, we had a scheduled C-section. We ended up, or I ended up in an emergency C-section with Drew after 24 hours of labor and an induction because she was two weeks late and there were some complications. I had, if you want to go back, there are a ton of different things, but I had a two-vessel cord with her. There were some other like risks or flags, red flags with her that, that ended up being our best option. I would say also one of the big contributing factors to that is I'm six foot two. Yeah. Sean is four foot 11. Yeah. And the first child was eight and a half pounds. This one was much bigger than that. We'll yeah. disclose that shortly. But the doctor said, even with Drew, there's no chance that baby was coming out yeah. any other way than a C-section. So. so very long story said short with Drew after the induction, um, her heart rate, ended up being affected. She ended up getting stuck in my pelvis. She was never even able to like drop. Had a big cone head, the whole thing. All these that. things. <laughs> and we got 24 hours into labor and ended up, her heart rate dropped too much. So we went into the um, operating room and she was born about four minutes later, That's which was right. crazy. Um, so this time it was in our best interest and in the baby's best interest uh, to kind of forego that. And so we scheduled the C-section Again, just with some red flags, he was a lot bigger than Drew and the doc thought it was the best. And we trust our doctors so much that that's kind of what we did. Yeah. So we knew the day Jet James was coming unless he came early. And so leading up to it, we were 
a wreck. <laughs> um, we were not prepared or expecting that. But I remember every like every day the last week we tried to do something like sentimental because we felt like this chapter of our lives was changing and ending forever. And it was just going to be this dramatic thing. So we went to like a family brunch. We had all of our friends come over and we did like a cookout. I was in tears for like the four days leading up to it Same. pretty much. I was so, I think I was like extra hormonal in a yeah. lot of ways, you know? Yeah. You want to, you want to <laughs> keep I going down that? Wrong? Did I say that wrong? <laughs> no, I agree. It was such a scary time and it, it sounds dramatic, but Andrew and I, I remember right before Drew, Andrew and I were pretty um, emotional just because I didn't know what life would look like sharing my husband and we had such a strong marriage and we still do. I don't mean it in like a past tense, but it was such a strong marriage and Andrew is my number one. You're like, you are my person. And I didn't know what it would be like sharing you with someone and trying to like split that love. And it really scared us. We didn't know how we would handle it. If it would affect our marriage in a bad way. I didn't know how I could possibly love like another human being as much. As I love you. I just, I'd never done it and you hadn't either. Yeah. And so we had some tears. I feel like every massive life change you go through, uh, there's always this m huge fear of, <laughs> of wanting to hold on to where you're at now because mm -hmm. you don't know what the next chapter is going to look like. And we were, well, before Drew, we had Nash and we were traveling all over the place. We were doing, you know, I felt like we were foot, foot loose and fancy free. And we were thinking, oh, there's no way we can love anybody more than we love Nash, our dog. I know. And then we had Drew and the past 18 months have, have been heaven. Yeah, the greatest. Largely looking back on it. Not perfect, but like no. awesome. And then we we're thinking about what is this going to be like? So there's always this kind of, I don't know, anxiety or mm -hmm. concern of losing what you had. Mm -hmm. um, but we were generally optimistic that the next chapter we were going to look back on mm -hmm. as we had on previous chapters to date and thought, wow, I can't believe that life looked any different than it does now because now looks awesome. Well, and to summarize again, something we could talk about for an entire episode when we leading up to the week before we had Jet, we were really emotional because the first few months after Drew were really, really hard for us. We went through a lot of, I went through a lot of like postpartum, not issues, but just anything normal. I, I was up and down with, I don't want to say depression, but you could very well call it that. I struggled with my body and with my mental health and we struggled as, you know, husband and wife trying to get back into the groove of just being each other's number one around the baby. And it was just, it's a huge transition. And so going into jet, we were really scared of that happening again. And then we were also really scared of how that would affect Drew because yeah. Drew is our baby girl. And I remember sitting there, you and I just started bawling. I was holding her and I was like, how I'm afraid she's going to feel unloved. I'm afraid she's going to feel like she's in the back seat. I'm afraid <clears> she's not going to be like mommy's special little girl anymore. I just like, I, my biggest fear was that she wouldn't feel as loved as she felt before we had him. Yeah. And I'm, we cried about that a, many days in a row. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm putting up some pictures of us on the screen, uh, cuddling with Drew because we thought this was going to be like the end of an era and we wouldn't hang out with Drew as much, but yeah. uh, it's crazy. Donald says that Donald, who's live with us, says that husbands do go through hormonal changes uh, during pregnancy, which is very interesting. And then we had, I, I believe as Susan said, she had three C-sections. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. C-sections are, are hard on the body. I mean, so is a vaginal birth. First of all, shout out to Matt, who says, may the Lord watch over and protect y'all and your family. Um, and also sent a super chat. So thank you, Matt. Appreciate that. That was unnecessary. Thank you. It's very, it's very sweet. Yes. Um, okay. So the week leading up, we had all of these emotional <laughs> sessions. Breakdowns? Breakdowns. We would be in the car and we'd just start crying. And yeah. then we would be at dinner and just start crying. And then we went to brunch the morning before the day we had Drew. And we were sitting at like, this country club having breakfast. And we just started crying. Yeah. We were a wreck. But our life just felt so beautiful and perfect. We were we were scared of the change. Um, so the day comes, yeah, or the night comes, really, where because it was a scheduled C-section, I was the first one of the day. So I had to, or we had to be there by 5 a.m. So that night, I remember I got all showered and yeah. I blow dried my hair and I tried to make myself look cute. 
I remember putting Drew down for bed that night, and we both did it. We we did bath time together, and we read books together. And I was just like, oh, my heart just like shattered. One, because it's just such a huge change. But two, because of all the protocols of the hospital, Drew actually wasn't allowed to come to the hospital. So we were saying goodbye to her for at least three days. And I just knew that when we saw her again, life would be so different. So that was like, that was a hard night too. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. We ate a lot of cookies that night. We were literally crushing cookies the whole like past the week leading up to it, which is wild. But uh, here's a picture of... Sean and I, the morning of the hospital, just geeked slash anxious. But I feel like having a scheduled C-section in some ways was way better because mm-hmm. you just had the expectations that, okay, we don't have to, there's not going to be a surprise, but it also took a little bit of the fun out because when, <laughs> when there's not something scheduled, yeah. you're like, oh, today's the day, baby. It's just <laughs> happening. I think for us, it felt better because we didn't, I don't want to say we had a traumatic delivery with Drew, but we had a very hard delivery with Drew where so many things happened and it was such a long process. Again, it wasn't a bad delivery. It was just so many things happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So this one was definitely smoother. Uh, My parents came over at, this is something that we had agreed on with my parents the morning that we went to have Jet was they said they would come over the night before and stay the night so we didn't have to worry. And I was like, no, no. I want my night with my husband and my daughter. Like, I don't want anybody here. I just, I don't want to talk about it. I just, I need you guys to wake up early and come here at 4.30. Yeah. (laughs) Which is brutal on my part. I apologize. But they showed up at 4.30. We gave them a hug and we headed to the hospital. We checked in. We got our little C-section stickers, got into our room and it was like, things happened fast. Yeah. I First on that note, I feel like we delivered jet we together yes delivered him at a good time as far as the pandemic goes because the restrictions were maybe just loosening up a little bit Mm -hmm. um, before they started tightening back down again so uh it didn't feel drastically different though there were like some stations you had to check in and obviously wear Mm -hmm. a mask the whole thing um so i feel fortunate as far as that timing goes i will say we were really lucky um our nurse that was with us when we delivered drew was actually our nurse who delivered Jet. Which, Meredith. Oh, she requested us best. and we requested her. It was awesome. Yeah, we didn't know like it was actually a thing. And I ran into her and I was like, wait, can I actually, can like we have you again? And she was like, yes. It was mm. amazing. So we showed up to the hospital. And again, we were so used to having the induction and going through 24 hours of labor. We didn't really know what to expect. I changed into my gown and they started just the whole prepping process. It was really quick. Today's. Talk about what, did you take meds in the whole thing? So I am kind of a hot mess with that. Um, I did take, I mean, all of the medications necessary for a C-section. So I was on an IV. I was under general anesthesia. Well, not general anesthesia. I don't know what you would call it. I had a, a spinal block. I had a spinal block. Nice. There we go. Good adjustment. Or is it spinal tap? I think it's a spinal tap. I don't think it is. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someone from the comments can tell me what I had. I had an epidural that was just upped during Drew's, but this one is a spinal what? I had a spinal. Um, <laughs> so they, you know, did all the IVs, took all the blood work back in like our room and prepped me for surgery. I actually, my nurses know me very well. And so does my doctor who's also, we're very similar. She's like an avid CrossFitter. She's just very, we're just very similar. I uh, remember. Jen, sorry, Jenny and Tori and Catherine spinal all block. say spinal block. Yes. <laughs> I think I all. actually remember sitting on the operating table as they were giving me my spinal block and I was talking about the spinal tap and the guy was like, no. Lauren says spinal, spinal, spinal tap is a test. LOL. Sorry. Okay. But there's a story as to why Sean can't remember. It's because, well, we'll get there, but you were kind of messed up. I, messed up. <laughs> I am a lightweight when it comes to anything. So anyways, um, fast forwarding, it was time to go into this, um, the operating room and they usually put you in a wheelchair and they wheel you back. And I was like, can I just walk? Like, I know I'm going to be laying in bed for the next 48 hours. Can I just walk? And they laughed at me and they're like, I don't think we've ever had this request. She straight walked into the operating room, yeah. had the had the whole pipes and IVs in, the whole thing. And things crazy. dragging and clacking and being crazy. Were, but, you, were you as nervous this time as with Drew? Um, yeah, 
I was. Yeah. yeah. Um, surgery is scary. I've been through many knee surgeries and I've been, you know, through a lot of surgeries. And I just know I was just very nervous that I wanted, I wanted to be okay, but I, more than anything, I wanted our baby to be okay. And it's a scary surgery. So yeah. walked into the operating room, got on the table. Andrew had to go sit in the waiting room for about an hour. No, it was quick, dude. It was oh. like a half hour. Oh, like 30 minutes. Maybe. So they did the spinal block. And then I, I naturally have super, super low blood pressure. And this is where, this is the start of the downfall for me. Um, during the whole process under anesthesia and the spinal block and just like general medication, because my blood pressure is so low with the spinal block, it makes your blood pressure drop even lower. So I get very, very, very nauseous very easily because my blood pressure drops so much. So we had to kind of work on that medication during the entire um, surgery where I would have, they would have to monitor, monitor my blood pressure. And so I was on so much um, anti-nausea medication and like medication to counter the blood pressure that I was just out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was sleepy. I could see it in your eyes. It was pretty weird to see, actually. I felt it. I felt just like I was in a different dimension. But I do remember Andrew came in. I had like the shock shakes where you're just like in total shock and you just can't stop shaking. I had that with Drew, too. Um, but he was holding my hand and I remember it just felt different this time. I think again, because with Drew, we went through such a long process that was very painful and very hard for 24 hours that by the time we got to the C-section, it was just a relief. This time jumping straight into it was a little bit harder, but the doc came in, started doing the C-section. Everything was great pulled the little man out. He was screaming like as he came out and they were so happy about that. Uh, he, yeah. Cause Drew came out purple and almost unresponsive. They said just like Drew, he had a really healthy umbilical cord mm -hmm. with Drew. There was like this five, 10 second pause where she wasn't crying and she was just laying on the doctor's palm silent. And I got so scared yeah. but with jet. He came out guns blazing. I felt like he was screaming before he even came out. And then what was amazing was as soon as uh, he heard my voice and then as definitely as soon as he laid on you, he relaxed like immediately, which was there's something so wild about the whole process, seeing <laughs> the baby born, mm -hmm. meeting him for the first time. And then there's I feel like there's this immediate bond mm -hmm. that we experience because he knew it was us. Mm -hmm. How crazy is that? It's so crazy because I remember, again, there was so I had so much fear with a C-section and surgery just because it's surgery and it's scary and there's so many things that can happen. But I remember as soon as I heard him cry, it was just like my heart. Uh, I just felt like I could breathe again, figuratively and literally. Yeah. <laughs> and then I watched them take him over and like weigh him and the entire operating room. We had like bets going on how much he weighed Crazy. because I was so large. My <laughs> belly was so large. Hold on. Here's a, here's a picture of, of Sean, uh, holding drew. That's how large. Do you remember that? Dude, you were pregnant. Wait, dude. holding drew. You mean jet? No, you holding drew with oh. your belly popping out. Oh yeah, yeah. Big. Um, but I remember everybody like stopped what they were doing and looked at the um the scale as he was laying down because I thought he was going to be nine pounds like even the doc thought he was going to be like nine pounds even I thought nine and a half you thought nine and a half and it like popped up and he was nine pounds 13 ounces and everybody just started laughing they were like holy crap I feel like we could round up to 10 at that point. He's a 10 pound baby. He's a 10, He's pound, 10 baby. pound baby. Uh, can we just, as we're listening to this, hit the thumbs up button uh, to give Sean just some cred for that. <laughs> Would love to see that. Let's see if we can get a thousand likes off of that. Also, oh, okay. Danny Carew, um, who sent an amazingly thoughtful gift our mm -hmm. way, uh, is saying she's going to send another birthday gift. Thank you. So thank so you, Danny. Sweet. We're, we feel very grateful to um, have whatever sort of relationship this is with so many of you. And then Shannon Johnson uh, sent a super chat and says, y'all, y'all both are amazing. I think she really meant you're amazing. So <laughs> kudos. So Jack came out, he was nine pounds, 13 ounces. He was 20 and a half inches long. He was big boy. He was screaming bloody murder. Andrew literally walked over and put his hand on him. He stopped. 
and then they laid him on me while they like finished surgery and closed me up and everything and he was just silent the whole time and i was just in heaven and bliss this is where it starts to get a little crazy <laughs> it was towards the end of the surgery when they were like closing me up and just like finishing everything i started to feel not great <laughs> i started to feel a little a little too out of it and i was still able to hold him they were kind of like monitoring me and i just i just remember I felt like I was in a different dimension and I felt sick. So we made it through the whole process. Andrew ended up holding him. Um, they started wheeling me back to the room. And I feel like it was like, by the time we got back to the room, I was kind of out of it, a goner. I was just like in and out of sleeping and I could not stay awake at oh. all. I was, I remember like looking up at the lights and I like could not keep myself just with it. It was really weird. And that went on for, yeah. Hold on. Sorry. Amy said that her daughter was 11 pounds, five ounces, 23 and a half. Holy crap. <laughs> Inches long. That's a big baby. Good Lord. Also, all the people sending the thumbs up in the chat, thank you. But there is a thumbs up below the video uh, portal, like video scene on the YouTube app. Just hit the thumbs up. Sorry. No, that's I great. The score, I but. mean, you'll see the picture on the screen right now. I was out of it. That's basically like, by the time... I tried holding him and nursing him and I was able to nurse him for a little bit. And then I just like, I could not stay with it. So they ended up taking Jet from me and putting him with Andrew. Cause I like, I couldn't hold him. And then it was about an hour later. Mm -hmm. Maybe where you started throwing up. It was an hour later where I started. Yeah. I got really sick and I threw up for long time, seven hours. I think seven hours straight. It was pretty brutal. I thought, especially with like my C-section, I thought I was going to just bust open every stitch that they had. I was so sick and they just kept pumping me, trying like with anti-nausea, just trying to counteract everything. But I literally puked for seven hours straight. Yeah. We were fortunate, to ha fortunate enough to have both our parents there again. Yeah. Uh, at a time where the hospital was letting some visitors in. So we got to have her parents come in and meet the baby, which was super special. And then my parents drove down from Indianapolis, which is where I grew up. And they literally got in to the, hotel, the hospital and they were outside her door. I went to go greet them. And then I said, well, let me check on Sean real quick to make sure she's good with you guys coming in and feeling okay. Oh my gosh. And literally that. she just started yakking as not soon even, as I turned back around. Not even that. You walked back in and I had jet and I was like, take him. And I, I could not pass him over fast enough. And I was like, I'm going to puke. The wild thing is you never throw up ever. Never. Never. And you were going, you threw up for like seven straight hours. Yeah. Meanwhile, she didn't really want me around helping. Like, I, It was a tough position. No, no, hold on. I'm not saying my position was tough, but no. I didn't know how to help you out. No, so. it was so hard. The nurse tried to help and stuff, but there was, there was truly nothing that could be done. Because I was right out of post-op, I couldn't eat any food. Any Anything that I did that went in came straight back up. Again, all of this was caused because I have such low blood pressure that they were trying to make sure my blood pressure didn't drop scary low. Yeah. So all of the medication that I had to be on to prevent that from happening was making me very, very sick. So all, it was just... <laughs> so all that to say, my parents ended up being... 10 yards away from meeting their new grandson. And then they had to wait like five more hours until Sean <laughs> yeah. started feeling better. But so by that night I was feeling a lot better. It was basically exactly seven hours later. I felt like I snapped out of it and I was like, okay, enough of the medication has worn off. It's out of my system. Yeah. I feel okay. I was able to hold jet and just love on him and nurse him. And mom and dad got to come visit. My mom and dad got to come visit, which we were very lucky about. Um, it was just perfect. And then that night I was able to get up, walk around, which is always so painful right after a C-section. I'm trying to find a picture to share of you doing that. Oh, and that's something else that's interesting. I don't take any pain medication after a C-section because I get so sick with medication on top of the anesthesia and the spinal and the blood pressure medication. I always refuse it which is very hard, but I don't even take, I don't take Tylenol. I don't take anything. And, but always that first time getting up is pretty, pretty brutal.
All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the colorful chemistry kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept them really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. Reading through a couple of these comments, Kelsey Ballard says that her best friend is 4'11 and had a 12-pound baby. Holy Um, And then Rebecca... Buchholz said that her sister naturally delivered her son at 12 and a half, 12 pounds, five ounces. That that's scary. That's amazing though. <laughs> kudos to you. Kudos. <laughs> uh, so. Anyway, um, here was an interesting thing from my perspective with Drew. I think she breastfed for like the first couple of days. Mm-hmm. Jet was almost immediately different in the mm-hmm. sense that he was hooked on mom like 24 seven. And so I was really pumped for a couple of days in the hospital where I think with Drew, we spent three nights and we were fully expecting to spend another three nights in the hospital just cause it's such a special time mm-hmm. where there's a bunch of nurses who are coming to check on you, taking care of you. You don't really have to worry about anything else in the whole world. And so we were like, we want to, we want to do that for as long mm-hmm. as we can. And then it turns out that we got super antsy and jet didn't want anything to do with me. So I was just laying there on the couch. Like I got to hold them every once in a while, but Mm -hmm. it was still way different. So we ended up only staying at the hospital for two nights because Mm -hmm. one, we missed drew two. It was just way different. It was so different. And we had been through it before. So we knew with drew, it's like we had so much to learn and we were so intimidated and we were so scared to go home. But this time after two nights, they gave us all, you know, the all clear. They said, you can stay as long as you want. You can stay another night. You can stay another 48 hours, which is like usual protocol. But they said, we can discharge you if you want. And we just felt like we wanted to go home. We felt comfortable enough with it. Um, he was a night and day better nurser than Drew. We went through, if you guys followed our story, I went through some really tough days with Drew trying to figure out the whole nursing thing. We brought in lactation consultants. We tried everything, and she ended up just being a bottle-fed um, baby. I exclusively pumped for six months, which was a whole nother thing. Oof. Oof. Um, but Jet was just great at nursing from the time he came out, and he's still doing really well. It's still like a challenge, and it's new to learn because I was an exclusive pumper with Drew. I don't have like the experience. So I'm still trying to figure it out, but he's still doing great. He's gaining a lot of weight. And it's been good. So then, first of all, we have so many amazing friends. We're so thankful to have really fantastic people in our life. Mm -hmm. And our friends, Josh and Chelsea Axe, uh, (laughs) sent this epic, like, care package full of all of our favorite drinks, like LaCroix, Fit Aid, all this stuff, Um, balloons, bunch of snacks, 
flowers. It was like the ultimate care package. It was everything. Jimmy was, John's and sushi. Oh my gosh, Jimmy they sent so much. Sushi, groceries, a full thing of LaCroix, yeah. stuff of Fit Aid. It was ridiculous. Flowers, balloons, Walk, like everything. Yeah. And then we got home and uh, the card my yard people. If you remember, we did something with Laffy Taffy and they set up this epic card arrangement in our yard and they did one for us welcoming back baby boy, which was really fun. And our friends, uh, Quentin Dormady and Julie Fish set up like this epic light setup yeah. with Jet's name. And it was all this big surprise that I feel like makes the transition home something to be excited about as opposed to like being overwhelmed by the, you know, the new task at hand, which is taking care of another baby. But we were, were, were we try to be super conscious with that first couple of days after birth and it's a massive change. So there's risk of postpartum depression too. There's risk of, you know, a bunch of conflict between husband and wife mm -hmm. conflict with the kid and the existing kid. And so, um, we had a bunch of friends there to help us, but also we do ridiculous things like only watch comedy movies mm -hmm. to keep things light as opposed to like all these dark murder mysteries. Yeah. We just try to Which stay I away love. from. I love the dark murder mysteries, but we'd only watch the comedies when we come home. We try to go on as many walks as possible. Let me see if I could find a picture of jet back when he was a little guy of mm -hmm. us going on a walk. Also, he started sweating. I think he gets this from his dad. <laughs> that dude sweats like nobody I've ever seen. But then we had your mom there to make meals for us, mm -hmm. which we feel super fortunate about. And I feel like we did a pretty good job with the setup. You know, We did. We, we tried really hard this time to kind of have everything planned out and have like meal train. And we had my parents and we had friends and um, just everything. We tried to really protect ourselves this time so that we were, we had as much help as we could get. There was another little bringer that happened. So again, going into JET, we were so scared about like postpartum depression and just the transition and with Drew, all of that. We get home, Drew loves him. It's a great introduction yeah. We had like these gifts bought for her that were from her brother. Yeah, and Nash. Such, we got Nash a Nash. gift too. It was such a special day. And it was the day we got home and the day after. We had like 40 48 hours of pure bliss. Jet was sleeping really well through the night. Nursing was going well. Um, it just, it almost felt too good to be true. <laughs> true because it was. Um, day three, we're home. Drew wakes up in the middle of the night, super sick. Ugh. We take her to the pediatrician in the morning because it was it was bad. And she had a nasty case of RSV and an ear infection. Which we're not even like germaphobes or overly mm -hmm. cautious when it comes to sickness. But our pediatrician, who's super chill, was like, your newborn yeah. shouldn't get RSV because it could turn into something serious. Yeah. So we, that was, this was a really rough week for us. Um we tried keeping Drew home for the first 48 hours of her RSV and ear infection. And we tried like just quarantining in the house. Jet and I basically lived in the nursery. Andrew took care of Drew. But it was, ugh, to say it was like the hardest two days of my life is maybe an understatement <laughs> because I'm dealing with postpartum. I'm hormonal. I just want my baby girl. I'm trying to figure out how to nurse. I'm trying to deal with just how to take care of two babies. Drew is so sick and she's just walking around the house crying for mama because of the quarantine. I really can't take care of her because of germs for jet. It was, it was so hard. I had many, many mental breakdowns where I was just sitting there bawling my eyes out yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Honestly, for the first five weeks, jet was with us. There was a ton of illness, you a know? ton of illness. <laughs> you, I, who was sick? Me? You I got, got sick, sick. You got sick. We all got sick. It we was all like... got sick. But so after the 48 hours, we actually ended up deciding with my parents and our pediatrician that Drew went and stayed with my parents at their house until she was better because it was just, it was too hard on me. It was too hard on her. It didn't, it didn't make sense for her why I came home with a new baby and I couldn't be around her. It was just, oh, it was traumatic. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, Deb Canby asked, did you know uh, his name before you went to the hospital? She knows we were struggling with his name. Um, no, we didn't. We were between, should we just share the names yeah. now? We were between Bo. Bo James. Didn't know how we were going to spell it. It was either going to be B-E-A-U or B-O. But all I could think about was Bo Jangles. So I think that <laughs> one was really out for me. Then we had Bear. Bear. I'm, 
This is, which is a dope name, but Bear East, we like the the ring of. And then Jet, which was yeah. kind of the third in line. This whole time, yeah. like before we even had Drew, we were hooked on the name Griffin for boys. So before Drew, if Drew was a boy, he was going to be Griffin Dean, Griffin which Dean. I still love. But this time around, we were just like, I'm just not feeling it. And I feel like as soon as we both met Jet, we knew that was he like wasn't a bow jet. or a bear. Yeah. He was a Jet, so... We went with it and the background, yeah. first of all, when you shared this story in your Instagram post, I don't feel like you use enough words. You just said it's your great grandma's name or something like that. But so we were doing, uh, we actually did a campaign with ancestry.com, which was really cool. And we got to see our entire family trees and learn about different ancestors. And one of my, so on my dad's side of the family, my great, great, great grandmother, her name was Jet. J-E-T-T. And it's short for Judah, which is, which is, uh, I think Judah and Jet both stand for excellence is the name behind it. So I don't know. There's and we just fell in love with it. We were literally in the middle of this campaign shooting commercial and <laughs> I like read the name and we like looked at each other and we were like, that's it. That's the name. <laughs> and then we like JJ. We like, there's a bunch of playoffs that we like on it. Yeah. But, um, anyway, remember we're about to get into the Q and a portion. Um, so if you have any questions, please drop them. I do want to give Don Fletcher a shout out. It says that she exclusively breastfed her son and exclusively pumped for a friend's baby for 13 months, Sean. That's incredible. Here's what's wild. First of all, we love hearing your stories. It also is humbling and it's also inspiring because like that's amazing. Think that's about amazing. that. Dude, she was just breastfeeding, doing the breast milk thing all day, every day. Yeah. I don't know how you did that, for over Don. a year. Um, a common question that people have been asking is how was the trans transition postpartum, um, process different between Drew and Jet? So like C-section and postpartum after Drew, I didn't do a good enough job taking care of myself, um, on top of taking care of her. So I think the postpartum process was harder. There were a lot more mental breakdowns and just like a need for help that I was afraid to ask for. And I think I had a harder time with my C-section recovery then as well, just trying to like learn the process. Having gone through that, I think made this process easier because I was so hyper aware and afraid that I would go through that again. So I've been just super vigilant about, vigilant, diligent? Diligent. There we go. <laughs> Vigilante. Um, I've been super diligent about like taking vitamins and talking to Andrew and being very open when I have like a hard day or a bad day. Um, my C-section has been, I think better this time around than last time I was able to be mobile quicker. Um, I think I was more cautious for the required six weeks this time than I was with Drew, which yeah, you did really well, helped me heal a lot faster. Uh, Sean was walking around though, just a couple hours after the surgery. So kudos to you, <laughs> but also you always get this weird rash. Oh my gosh. It's like this massive, yeah. I would show a picture, but I don't think you want to see it. So I won't show it, but you can, I don't care. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, I got it with Drew and then I got it right after jet and it is miserable, miserable. Itchy? And Oh my gosh. It's the most painful and itchiest rash ever. They think it might be like a latex reaction or from the tape or from the iodine or something, but we can't figure it out. I mean, I, I'm not having C-sections and surgeries back and forth. <laughs> so it's not like we can, you know, figure it out quickly. But yeah, I had this. I have it for about four weeks before it gets any better. And it's just miserable. I'm also going to share a picture of Sean doing a handstand. No joke. Two days after. Wait, hold on. Two days after we got home. So four days after we had jet. Yeah, that's bad don't ever do that it's a very poor decision would not recommend but it's amazing nonetheless uh where's this picture of the rash dang it we need to find it it was well, in there i saw it well, let's get to some questions first of all chelsea ann wants to know what drew calls jet you got an answer for that what drew calls jet what drew calls jet yeah jj brother <laughs> baby she's starting to say some really good words it's been so fun she'll like literally repeat a, a word from every sentence that we say mm-hmm Next question is Samantha Ross wants to know how your breastfeeding journey is. It's so different for everyone. Hard is it harder or easier than exclusively pumping? We should probably do a whole episode on this yeah. to be honest with you. That's a whole 
different story, but give a high level overview. High level overview. It's completely different. So I got so used to exclusively pumping that that's the only thing that I knew. And I figured breastfeeding would just be so much easier. And I think that was just naive of me to think because I hadn't done it before. With Drew, the overview is she breastfed for like two or three weeks and then stopped. We tried to fix it, but it didn't work. So I started pumping. With Jet, he's just been breastfeeding this whole time. Um, it's easier and harder in different ways. It's going well, and he's a great nurser, and he gets a lot of milk, and I make a lot of milk. But it is different because you're so isolated, and it's you, your baby is now so dependent on you. With pumping, there was some sort of freedom, but also not to being able to pump and have anybody feed Drew whether I was working or traveling with Jet now, with nursing, it's just like this dependency thing that we are figuring out, which is amazing. I get so much time with him. But I think it's, we Andrew and I talk about it a lot, the dependency factor is, can make you feel isolated and alone a lot. Yeah. I'm sharing this picture real quick of, wait, no, not that one, of you doing a handstand. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Sarah H said, I'm a mother to be, I'm actually more worried about my husband during labor. What did Andrew bring with him to help keep him calm during either births? Ooh, how did I stay calm? Jeez. You panicked the first time. Yeah. It's a scary experience, dude. I came prepared with the music. I came prepared with snacks and my phone. Really? I feel like whenever I was overly anxious, I would try to distract myself, which is how I deal with stressful situations mm -hmm. is try to think about them less. But, and then I just try to help you out in whatever way I could, which was another way of distracting myself. So your husband's going to do great. This is what he was made for. So I'm, I think ex I'm too, excited for you to go through it together. I think too, something that we did is we just agreed at the very beginning that I needed to be very vocal with what I needed from him. Mm -hmm. So we talked about like, him filming or taking pictures or whatever. And I just, yeah. I just said, I'm great with anything. But if at that moment I ask for something, like I need you to hold my hand, I need you to sit with me, I need you to calm me down, I need you to be funny, whatever, I need you to listen to that. So, and I can be funny on demand. So if, <laughs> yes. if you need more of that, just let me know. Uh, Logan Rush, how has Drew adapted to having a little brother? We have been very lucky. It has gone very smooth besides the RSV. Um, she's in, in love with him and obsessed with him. When she comes down in the morning after we wake her up, she's just, she wants to see him first and wants to give him a kiss and a hug. We've just really tried to make sure that she still knows that she is our baby girl and we love them both equally mm -hmm. and we spend as much time with both, but yeah. She's cute. She is getting into a phase where she's hitting uh, mom and other people. So we're yeah. a little nervous about how that's going to go over. She's, she definitely probably is more rough by nature. So when she tries to lay on them or mm -hmm. like she'll pat them really aggressively and we got to tell her to calm down. But uh, real quick, I'm curious, this is the picture of the rash. If any of you know what you might be it. the cause of that, we think it might be the iodine or the adhesive, the adhesive, like an allergic reaction to that. So let us know. I'll get it off the screen now. Next question. It's that's aggressive. That's a bad rash. <laughs> It was bigger than that too. Yeah, that was, that it was usually like covers like after. my whole belly. Next question is, can you two talk about how you knew you were ready for kids? Currently married with one mm. pup and we have the same feelings of what might a baby do to our family? That's from Ashley Pratzel. By the way, thank you, Catherine Samuel, for being so uh, participatory in this. But that question is from Ashley. How did we know we were ready for kids? Well, put bluntly, we accidentally got pregnant. We yes. miscarried that pregnancy and that sparked a lot of conversation of, are we ready? Are we not? And I don't think you'll ever fully feel ready ever because it's such a scary and huge transition. But I think in your hearts, if you feel like your marriage and your partnership is strong enough to go through a transition that big, you're ready. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like when you're at the point where you understand that life isn't about fulfilling all your own hopes and dreams. Mm -hmm. Not that you have to be so selfless in parenting and you won't be as selfless as you need to be until you actually have a kid. But like mm -hmm. there's so much sacrifice of, you know, we've traveled 
I feel like we both appreciate travel and that was something we had to sacrifice. We both appreciate, you know, alone time and quiet time and you just don't have that. And so I think when you're ready to embark on the journey of, Hey, I'm going to start, you know, devoting most of my time to another thing. You're probably close to being ready, but marriage is a great first step to that because you get introduced to having to you know abide by someone else's dreams and hopes and schedule so kids is just that i feel like on steroids i think it's the same exact conversation hear me out on this one that you have with your spouse of should we get a dog like if you're both are willing to like make that sacrifice and put effort towards a dog and take care of them yeah it's just a bigger conversation with a kid but it's the same concept alicia gratton wants to know if there's any advice we have for first time parents. Uh, we just recommended a couple books. Mm-hmm. Also, I would say understanding that things go in phases. And so the first couple weeks will be a massive transition from zero to one kids. You're just going through this identity shift of, mm-hmm. you know, becoming a parent, which is huge. And there's a lot of conflict that can happen. A lot of, you know, questions that you have, but that's a phase. And then like you enter in this phase of six to however old drew is now 18 months which is so much fun so much fun um it's my favorite age so far. i say that every time she gets a month older so for for better or for worse things are a phase but also what's the book you like to recommend emily emily oster um crib sheet yeah is one of them it's She's the most a couple other. relatable book i've ever read because it just makes you feel human and like you're making the right decision for your kid yeah and whatever we, that decision is we say this all the time you know, there is really no right or wrong. If your priority is to take care of your kid and love your kid, then your style is the best that you can yeah. do. So don't worry about like, you know, there's tons of studies that can get you stressed out um, about you have to do this to raise your IQ or you have to do that mm-hmm. for a longer life. And it's like, don't get caught up in that. Just do the best you can. Otherwise it's going to be way more stressful. We have a couple more. Uh, Yeah. Um, how's the transition been with two under two? I personally don't think it's bad only because since we're already in the baby phase, we're still changing diapers. We're just changing more of them. It's like, we just have two babies. Mm -hmm. What would you say? It's definitely been tough. We have way less time. There's always someone crying. I feel like (laughs) the pockets of focus that we have last anywhere from 30 seconds to two minutes max. And so trying to get work done or trying to get chores done or trying to have serious adult conversations, those opportunities come around way fewer and way more sparsely than they did before. So you kind of have to figure out what the new system is. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's do one more question and then we will wrap it up. But this has been a good little 50 minutes here. Yeah. Oh, how how about this? Amy Rutledge asked if you were upset, you weren't able to do a V back. Oh, Yes and no. Long, let me give like the longer version. So going into Drew, I had this 100% dead set plan. I wanted to give birth, quote unquote, naturally, so vaginally, and I didn't want to do any medications. I was very set on that. But then one thing after another happened, and it was like with every decision, it was in the best interest of Drew. So we're going to do the induction because of the red flags. We're going to do an epidural because I was being compromised and that was compromising her. And then we were going to do the emergency C-section because she was being compromised again. So very quickly, I just learned that having a plan, it's really not up to you. It's up to your baby and it's up to just what happens. And going into jet. Yeah. I had preferences and ideas, but I honestly didn't care at the end of the day, I was going to sit down with my doctor and say, what is best for him? And when we decided the C-section was the best for him, I could have cared less. I was like, whatever we need to do for him is what we will do. So, Yeah, you did a great job. Doc Holder wants to know if you're getting ready for Paris now, the Olympics. Yeah. No, like getting ready. No. <laughs> and then Jay Snow um, asked how Nash is doing with both babies. I think better with Jet than he did with Drew. I think so too. We should give him more love though. We had a good night last night. He found a baseball and he was so pumped about oh, it. Oh, he was so excited. He's a freaking good dog. Also, he just lost a tooth, which was tragic. I know. But whenever you pet him long enough, he opens his mouth like in pants 
And I saw that he had a tooth that was like horizontal, which he has perfect straight teeth. Mm-hmm. And then I touched it and it almost fell out. So we had to get it removed and yeah. I was sad, but the dude's a champ. Um, here's what we'll do. Let's do a couple shout outs and we'll sign off. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do that. Hit the thumbs up, um, on the YouTube, uh, platform. And then let's just say hello to Lisa Blair, Laura Thompson, um, Amy Settle, Brie Covey, Cynthia Robertson, Veronica Murrow, Tori Megan. Yes. Morgan Santiago, Mandy Nolan. Thank you for taking the time to join us. We will be publishing this episode live on the podcast platform tomorrow. And if you like these live streams, we love it. Um, just let us know. But we yeah. are going on a couple of things live tour in I 2022. Know. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> We've been through a lot yeah. uh, the past couple months, so it's okay. Um, oh, Journey says happy birthday, Andrew. It is my birthday <laughs> Yeah. on Friday. Thank it's, you. Happy's turning 30. I'm turning 30. But... Let me say this. On Friday. Is it Friday? It's Thursday. Are you sure? The 17th. No, it's definitely Friday. Yeah, okay. Thank you. It's Thank Friday. you for remembering, but <laughs> I hope you had the party planned. <laughs> um, we love getting to share our stories with you. Um, we love hearing your stories as well. So thank you for participating. And we couldn't be more grateful uh, to have this community of what I feel like is a rare, rarely positive group of people who supports and encourages each other. So thank you for keeping it that way. Um, We view our mission as supporting and encouraging families through sharing our stories and um, thus allowing other people to share theirs. So that's what we're trying to do here is uh, just make families cool again. You know? Yeah. So thanks for being a part of journey. That's all we got for you. I'm Andrew. I'm Sean. And we are the East fam out. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.